all of us have gotten this response. Hi, this is Vivian from Oakley Trucking in the safety department. What did I do now? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I typically did something wrong. Yeah. But not, not always true. No, I will no. say I, there there are times when I know myself and Allison, we've called drivers just to say, thank you. Your stuff looks good. We want to recognize the drivers that do their stuff correctly. We like making good phone calls. I don't like to call a driver and say, hey, I noticed this was wrong. And then, you know, get that same response. Well, we don't like to hear from the safety department. It's not always a bad phone call. Welcome to the Oakley Podcast, Trucking Business and Family. This show is brought to you by Oakley Trucking, headquartered in North Little Rock, Arkansas. The purpose of this podcast is to communicate with Oakley owner-operators and their families by giving them up-to-date information concerning Oakley Trucking and the trucking industry. From business advice to safety updates to success stories. Also to give an insight to outside truck drivers that might be interested in joining the Oakley family. Hi, this is Jeremy Kellett, Director of Recruiting here at Oakley Trucking, and I'm your host for this podcast. This is the Oakley Podcast, Trucking Business and Family, and this is episode 145. And on today's episode, we got a little surprise for you. We are going to talk to the safety department. Now, before you turn me off because of the safety department, we've actually got the ladies from the safety department here. So this is going to be real interesting, and, and we're going to cover a lot of things in this We've got Ashley, Amanda, and Vivian here with us, and we're going to talk about, you know, what their responsibilities are in the safety department, maybe some of the common mistakes they see every day, give you some feedback on things that the owner-operators here could change that might help the safety department, and just how important some of this stuff is. I think it's going to be great covering a lot of that stuff here in just a minute, but first, let me give you an Oakley update sponsored by Arrow Truck Sales. Aero Truck Sales has been in business for over 60 years and a longtime partner of Oakley Trucking and the Oakley Podcast. Trey Visor and Keith Wilson do a great job at putting you in the right truck to fit your needs and our needs here at Oakley. They carry all makes and models to choose from with on-site financing through transport funding. So whether you are a seasoned owner-operator or a first-time buyer, be sure to contact Keith Wilson at Aero Truck Sales at 573 216 6047 and tell him you heard it on the Oakley podcast. So the update today, a couple things real quick. One is I sent everybody an email out a week or two ago. We started, we actually got a new pricing from Pilot Flying J truck stops and they have really stepped up to give us all Oakley owner operators a good discount. And it's a, um, it's cost plus where it used to didn't be like that. It's different in different states, so now it's more of a blanket. They're kind of stepping up with Loves and TA Petro and giving us an excellent fuel discount. So make sure you check Transflow and you look at all the truck stops now because they're trying to compete quite a bit. It's actually a little bit lower in the, let's see, Arkansas, Kentucky, Mississippi, Oklahoma, and Texas have actually got a little bit better deal than the rest of the states. So keep that in mind. Anyway, the, the point of it is make sure you check it out, the discounts. Also, I had a, excuse me, I had a email from a customer on one of our owner operators, and I'll just read it here. Sean at McBay, which is our customer out of Davis, wanted to compliment Monica Boykin that she loaded there last week. She was very polite, knew her gauges, and seemed like she had been trained on her gauges well. So 
Congratulations, Monica. We appreciate you doing the right thing and representing Oakley well. Also, the last thing, this is the, let's see, when this comes out, this is the week, maybe before, two weeks before the Mid-America Truck Show. And I know I've been talking a lot about that on the podcast, but it's going to have a big presence at Louisville, Kentucky, the Mid-America Truck Show, and we want everybody to come show up. We're going to have some podcast recording going on there that's going to be fun and it's just, if you've never experienced the Louisville Mid-America Truck Show in Louisville, Kentucky, you need to experience it. You just got to check it out. It's <laughs> it's a little overwhelming, but check that out. It's coming up, so good stuff. Now, let's get started with our safety talk. I appreciate you ladies joining me for this, your podcast debut. Yes, thank you for the invite. Yes, yeah, so I got Vivian Boudreaux, Amanda Hadfield, and Ashley Rabin here joining me, and they all work in the safety department. And we're going to talk a little bit about the, their responsibility. But before we do, I always like to give a little introduction of yourselves and how long you've been here and kind of what, you're, what you do, your, you know, family, hobbies, because I always like to include that because it helps get to know you in the beginning of the episode. So we'll start with Vivian. Vivian, what? tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I've been with Oakley for almost over 40 years on and off. So I've been here a long time from the very beginning. Family? Family. That's good. <laughs> I've got two sons. One is just or retiring from the Army this year, so I'm real wow. proud of him. And I hobbies. think I remember yeah. when he started. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's a long time I know ago. It. I, know it. I know. Time flies. So he's getting ready to retire. He's got his own family and we've got another adult son here in Conway, special needs and hobbies. We just bought 60 acres a couple of years ago up on Billy Goat Mountain Road. Nice. And, <laughs> and that's our hobby. I mean, land. Taking care of that. So, Playing on our <clears throat> playground. Vivian, was, we were talking just a second ago. She'd been here long time and she we were telling how she trained me to do decals she was the first decal lady <laughs> we ever had and it was a little machine we had it on a separate desk there behind us and she showed me how to make unit numbers and VIN numbers that put on the trucks and then yeah and you had it we had a few colors they could choose from to yeah, put the like you know, nine the maybe the nine, nine yeah. colors something like that it, nothing like it is now I, yeah yeah it was uh wow that was a long time ago yeah you? And I was the only one, this is a different podcast, but I was the only one in the office when I started. Just think about that. Wow. Yeah, because you, I mean, you were there with, I guess, Benny. There were three of us. Who were uh, Well, Mike Fisher, David Choate, okay. and I was the only one in the office in North Little Rock. Wow. Yeah. So look at it now. You've hung in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Look at what we're doing now. It's amazing. Okay, good. Well, how about Amanda? Let's tell us about Amanda. About Amanda. I've been here for about a almost a year and a half, a year in safety. I still work on incidents, but that's what I originally worked on before I moved over to safety. I wanted a little bit more to do and a little bit more upbeat, and I'm enjoying every minute of it. These guys definitely keep you on your toes. Family? Family. I'm not married, but I've been with my boyfriend for about a year. I have my dad and my sister and brother and their families, and mom passed away five years ago. But dad is happily with someone now. We accept her. Yeah. We love her. She's an awesome lady. What do you do on the weekends, Amanda? Uh, mostly. Well, I don't have a washer and dryer in my apartment, so I have to take my washer, <laughs> my, all my washing to my boyfriend's house. And he, 
gratefully let me use it every oh, weekend no. so I can have some clean clothes. Well, that's a hey, if that's a hobby, I guess so. <laughs> it's not much of a hobby, it's just got to do it. Yeah, Everything's too expensive right now. You got to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. What about you, Miss Ashley? I know you're looking forward to doing this. Uh, absolutely. So I've been with Oakley. This will be my fourth year here. I've only ever been in the safety department, and I love it. I've been married to my husband for almost six years. We don't have any kids, but I will say this kind of goes into the hobbies. We kind of quit all of our hobbies because for the last year and a half, we have been working on trying to get our home open to start the adoption process. Oh, good. And first of February, they gave us the okay that we were open. So now we can follow through and, you know, start that process and hopefully get a kid in our home. Good and for you. It's a hard process. It is. So hopefully once we get all that rolling again and, and, you know, get a child in our home that we can give a home to and love and all that stuff, we can start picking back up on the hobbies. So that is fantastic. That that takes a lot to do that. Right? It, it really does more than I expected. Absolutely. That's what our listeners need to understand. We're, you girls are just real people too. I mean, yes, got, got life, yeah. got jobs, got things to do. Got, I mean, it's a, uh, and that's a good point. It's our job. So when they get upset with us for calling and saying, you're not doing your logs right or something like that, we're just doing what we're told to do. Yeah. yeah don't really. get mad at me for trying to help you We'd out. We'd let you do whatever you want to do. <laughs> Got responsibilities. Well, let's start with that and talk about being DOT compliant. I mean, that takes a lot of, that takes a team effort from you guys, of course. But it's also got, it takes a team effort from the truck driver too. You know, what are, I don't know, what are some of the responsibilities you're responsible for and concerning DOT compliant? Start with anybody. Physicals, med certs, TWIC cards, CDL, CDLs, maintenance on the truck, you know, every, everything on the driver, the truck, the trailer. All of it. Mm -hmm. So what specifically do you, are you responsible for, Vivian? The biggest thing I do is the drug test, the random drug test, the pre-employment. I do the bookkeeping on that. I do the med certs, the physical, the part. Ashley usually and Allison brings the physical in, you know, make sure it's correct and everything. And we submit it to the state. Make sure I make sure that the state has them updated, you know, put the physical on their driving record, run their driving records annually. Uh -uh. Okay. So. Talking about the physicals, <laughs> do you get any physicals that are wrong? What do you mean? What's wrong with them? So the card could be marked wrong, which could in turn delay the driver getting updated with the state therefore making them sit longer than they had originally planned. That's why it's kind of important to not wait till the last minute to get it done, to make sure that everything is good with your card, that the state has you updated correctly, that if you get pulled over by DOT, they're not going to find that you've been misupdated or anything like that. So when they renew their physical, they send it into you, you look at it or you and Vivian, and then you have to submit it to the state. If it's a state that we can submit it to, I don't mind one bit doing that to save drivers a trip to the DMV. But with that being said, not all states update the same way or the same time. Some states are a little farther behind. Some states are will update you in 10 minutes. So 
the longer you wait to get your physical done to the your current expiration date, the more we're going to recommend that you actually walk it into the DMV to get updated instantly. So, and technically, they, it and, is the driver's responsibility. We just do it for them. It's easy for us. You know, yes. we can just we know how to do it. For most states, every state's different. You know, mm -hmm. all the drivers have to remember that. But they is there can, still one walk-in state? No, Missouri. Missouri. Missouri, you have to walk mm -hmm. it in. The driver has to actually take it to the yeah. DMV and get it, and it's got to be certified mm -hmm. because right when you submit it to the state, mm -hmm. then you run an MVR what day or two later to make sure it says that the certified that the, and it's right. got the correct date. Mm -hmm. Expiration right, that they're non-accepted interstate, that they're interstate is their driving type, and that they have the new physical on the driving record. And that's the other thing. States have 10 days, 10 business days legally to update it. So that's another, you know, you want to get that in before minimum 10 days. Yeah. Most of them don't take that long, but... That's their standard for, yeah, that's, for updating. That's the DOT regulation. Mm -hmm. They have 10, day, 10 business days. So. Yeah. We've had had some guys sit around here and wait for it to get. Till the day of. And the other mm -hmm. thing the driver can do on that card is look at it themselves. It's real simple, real basic. Make sure that they put all the information in, that they check that little CDL box, and that they're marked interstate. Those are the big things that. Because that's what the doctor does. And sometimes they do it wrong. So, yes, and then something else that kind of falls in line with that is when you go in to get a DOT physical, if it's not someone that you have used every year or every two years to get your physical, you need to make sure that they're on the FMCSA National Registry. If they are not on the registry, then they're not recognized as... And we haven't had any of those, though, have we? Um, we yeah, have? we had one yesterday. We had a, We looked it up and... I kind of find out that doctor was no longer on the registry. So this driver had to go back and oh, get everything no. redone and all that kind of stuff. So that's another reason. Did the doctor put their registry number on there? Yes. He, they had expired. Yes. So another reason why it might be a good idea to get it done a little early so we could catch something like that. And it's you know, several not things delaying. that can go there, wrong. Yeah, there's always something that can it's go like wrong. Moral of the story is get it done. Don't wait till the last week <laughs> to get your physical. <laughs> yes. Unless you want to be sitting well, you know, want, yeah. midnight will shut you down yeah, or, or you you're sitting there until. Yes. Yeah, the details, <laughs> I mean, but that's part of it. I mean, that's what you got to do for sure. How about Amanda? What about you? Is, what are you responsible for? What am I responsible for? I work a lot with the maintenance reports, <laughs> and I've been also making sure those guys turn in trailer inspection sheets because a lot of them are not doing that. So it's whenever they pick up or drop off a trailer, they need to fill one out and send it through Transflow. So we can keep up with what's going on with the trailers. Okay. So they're, every time they drop one. And every time they pick one up, they need to fill that out and transflow it in. So, okay. Two different sheets. The one I just dropped, I need to fill out a sheet. And you can even write on there, hey, this is the one I picked up and this is the one I dropped off. Okay. And then they transflow that in and not meant that you're not getting all that. There are some trailers that haven't been updated in a long time because I can go into workflow and look at that, and there's nothing there for it. Is it? And I mean, what's the main purpose of that? The repairs and the. It's not only to keep record of the repairs that were done on the trailer, but it also helps to avoid being charged for the trailer damage and it's getting charged to the correct person. 
Because if you don't fill one out and there's damage and you're the one who drops it and pulls that in that shop, and chances are they're going to put your name on it. Yeah. So it's a great idea to do a walk around, fill it out correctly and send it in. That mm -hmm. way you, we've got record knowing that when you drop the trailer, it's in good shape or here's what's wrong with it. I charge you something. A rental car. Yeah. You, yeah. you go through and do that when you pick it up. And right. so yeah. you're not responsible for somebody else's yeah. right damage. Y'all were talking about calling the drivers <laughs> earlier <laughs> and them being mad. What is that? To, what are you calling them about? Okay. Let me just say this real quick. <laughs> we, all of us have gotten this response. Hi, this is Vivian from Oakley Trucking in the safety department. What did I do now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, no. So, every time. Of course. <laughs> so. Because they typically did something wrong. Yeah. But not, not always true. No, I will no. say, I, there, there are times when I know myself and Allison, we've called drivers just to say, thank you. Your stuff looks good. We don't want everyone to always think that a call from safety is We want to, you know, recognize the drivers that do their stuff correctly. It helps us, you know, Right. One less phone call we have to make. We like making good phone calls. I don't like to call a driver and say, hey, I noticed this was wrong. And then, you know, get that same response. Well, we don't like to hear from the safety department. It's not always a bad phone call. So what about, the since we mentioned maintenance reports, let's go with that for a minute. And I see love what... those phone calls because when I call them and say, what did I do wrong on my maintenance report? <laughs> They're like, oh, wait, no, I saw what it is. I'm going to fix it and send it right back to you. So are you looking at them, I mean, pretty quick when they send them in? We're I mean, are they kind of, are they a week or two? or? Well, no, it just depends. So we got to make sure that they have their truck number on there, that the month is on there. We don't put an actual day when we fill it out because we're going to call and tell you to take that off. That your mileage is on there, that you've checked okay on all those boxes. There's a description for the brakes. You can write check daily, adjust it as needed. And I know another one we get a lot is with disc brakes. Well, I can't do anything with those. Well, then just say visual check. And then number one, make sure you sign it. Because if you don't sign it, that's another reason why we're calling you. The receipts are important. So if you also do any repairs on your truck, if you do them yourself and you just go buy something from Walmart or Napa or whatever, you still need to turn that receipt in. Just scan any anything you did to the truck that whole month. Yeah, for that whole month, wise. yes, mm -hmm. yes. For us to keep up with it. What are the, I mean, I know DOT requires a monthly maintenance report, but, I mean, what are the DOT requirements? I mean, just that we have one of those every month on the driver and that we have the receipts to prove it? Y'all know? Is that? We have to have maintenance we have to be able to provide that the main the maintenance kind of like the maintenance, maintenance records the preventive maintenance okay so we have to have that i mean because i get you know the maintenance report the monthly maintenance report can come up in a situation when there's a accident yes mm -hmm. that's probably one of the things that they look at is when's the last time brakes have been put on this truck or tires. Tires, tires or something like that. So it it's just another way of covering yourself as a truck driver and as a company having these forms and receipts. Hey, I 
you know, I've just did this. There's no way this could have failed, you know, or yeah. something failed and hey, I've got proof that I did it. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So we, we got to have receipts. Yep. Because just putting it on there doesn't count. Just putting it on there is not going to, not proof enough. I guess it helps, but having the receipts have really the backs proof, it up. Yeah. Yes. Monthly maintenance reports, man, we have been talking about that since the day I've been here. And y'all are missing the big thing that we used to talk about on monthly maintenance reports. Can't believe you haven't said this yet. When are they due? When are they due? 13th of every month. The first week of of the month. Yeah, the end of the first pay period is what it says. We've always been, they got to be here the first of the month. And then... And then the driver and the dispatcher plays this game <laughs> until the 13th. 13th, yes. And they're like, oh, can they just sent this in on this pay number. Can you hurry up and unlock them? I'm like, well, I'm on the phone right now. I'll get that. Just one second. So unlock them. What would, tell the listeners what that means. I don't know what locking and unlocking it, means. It means they Miles, can Miles, do you know what locking and unlocking means? <laughs> it, it, it means they can then be dispatched. If you are locked up, you are not getting put on a load. It's going to hold you up. We have a database with mm-hmm. all the drivers and all their expiration dates for CDLs, physicals, TWIT cards, whatever it may be, monthly maintenance reports. Mm-hmm. And if that expiration date comes and they do not have that document turned in, we lock them up. That means they get shut down. They can't be dispatched. Now, drivers, pay close attention to this. Your dispatchers know that these dates are coming up and they can help you remember that. How do they know? It's in TMW, in that database. So they have all that information on all their drivers. So that dispatcher and, you know, they can say, hey, so-and-so, you know, your physical's coming up in a couple of weeks. Have you gotten it? And the dirt list. And the dirt yeah. list, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's, which is what I was getting at, actually, mm-hmm. is the dirt list. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's been in front of them for years and years. But you're right, Vivian, that, you know, the driver has a tendency to think it's the safety department's fault. No. Right? Yeah. Who's... No. And we have 800, 900 drivers yes. that we're keeping up with. And technically, our job is not to say this is due. It's to process it when we get that document. It's the driver's responsibility to take care of his stuff. Nobody tells me when my CDLs do or my driver's Drive, license, yeah. you know. And then it's the dispatcher's job to, to help them keep up with it. Yeah. Driver's first responsibility. Make sure mm-hmm. all your stuff is up to date and not about to expire. Then the we have actually have a report that helps dispatch to say, hey, here's your guys and it's coming up. Just a reminder. Right. And then it gets to it and then we do the old lock them up. And we get it. I mean, you know, I've been around a long time and drivers used to drive. That was their job. And now it's so much more. I mean, they have so many documents and that they have to keep up with. So so we're here to help. We're, you know, if we see we call them, we look at everything. We try to look at everything and say, hey, you got this coming up. You know, we're talking to you about your e-logs, but hey, your car is going to expire. So. Right. So. What about the hazmat and TWIC? Get get specific on that, on what gives y'all, I mean, you have issues with that? I mean, what's the deal with the hazmat and the TWIC? Actually, so the dates don't always, you know, at the same time, your TWIC may expire before your hazmat, vice versa. 
but if you go to reapply or get your fingerprints or whatnot for your hazmat, for your twig, make sure you send us a receipt because that'll help prevent you from being locked up. If we have a receipt showing that you have started the process of that, we can, not necessarily with the hazmat, but with the twig, we can kind of help you, I guess, not get locked up for it. I guess I'm not yeah. really explaining that right. Well, <laughs> they, no, I think you are. I think the hazmat is different than the twig. Right. And it's, it is required. Let's get that mm-hmm. out, of the, out of here on the table. Is it is required for every Oakley owner operator to have hazmat and a twig card. That's a, that's something I think they don't understand sometimes because a lot of times they apply for the hazmat. <laughs> We're giving them the benefit of the doubt that if they pay the $86 or whatever it is, $89 to do the fingerprints, then they'll go ahead and complete it. But we're finding out that not necessarily happens. No. So like, for instance, for the sweet card, I had one, I guess it was last week that um, he had applied for it when he leased on their week of orientation. And here it is six, eight weeks later, and he still didn't have it. So... I got a hold of him, and I told him, I said, look, you need to call this phone number, figure out what the holdup is, because you should have had it per their standard business. It's usually four to six, eight weeks, something like that. And if you don't have it, you need to call and check on it. Come to find out his birth certificate was not legible once it got to the main office to process everything. So it was rejected. It was rejected. So he will have to start the process all over again. So make sure that if you don't have your stuff within you know, their standard business timeline, call and check on it. Yeah. If you don't have results by I mean, now and on the, you know, the twig, I actually did this a couple of weeks ago is I had an owner operator come in and he was wanting to renew his twig and I actually did it. I said, I don't really know, but let's just do this together. And I did it online there at my desk and, you know, he paid for it and it said it would be shipped to him. And it was simple. I was like, well, that was easy. I was thinking they had to go back to the, you know, and to the location. It's provided that they have an current background fingerprint. Right. Yeah, they already have a tweak. This is a renewing a tweak. But you can't renew it every time. You will have to go back in to get a fingerprint or background check. You can't just do it online every time. Oh, you can't? No. So the way I understand it is like if he already had a current one and he went into the office and got it the first time that way the next time he can renew online and it you know it's simple and it's easy saves him a trip to the twig office but next time he goes to renew he'll have to go back in to the twig office but those are good you know twigs they're usually good for five years you know depending on how long ago it's been since they've gotten their initial fingerprint and background check done is the hazmat and twig, I mean, is that a major issue with the safety department of trying to, are you constantly trying to get people to complete the process? Yes. Constantly? Yes. What do they tell you? Well, I just haven't made it home yet. Well, you've got to make, you've got to make time to get home and take care of your stuff. We can only do so much to help you in that, you know. And if they communicate that to their dispatchers, yes. their dispatchers can route them. Along right the, the way, home, so yes. they're just not deadheading back and forth. Mm-hmm. Now, can make it work for Oakley and the driver. I think we just ought to blame the dispatchers. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them, though. No. 
they probably don't even listen to this. <laughs> no, they do a good job. Uh, we, we do. Yeah, we have some really good, good ones. And we have some ones that we have to stay after. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the driver. It's easy with it. It's easy with <laughs> all that responsibility. It's easy. Driver portal. Do what the drivers can also get their expirations from the driving portal online. They can. They, yes. So they are wondering. Allison's telling us you can go into, you can log into the driver portal. And a lot of you guys probably do that to check your settlements or, but all the expirations are in there. All your expirations of everything listed with Oakley is in there. So you keep up with that. We need to be sending them a geotab reminder or something. Do we? we don't do that, do we? We need to send them something like, you know, if it's a uh, physical's coming up, then it needs to shoot them a reminder of the, we do. That, that would this be is an, a, an IT thing where they can kind of automate that. Yeah. We actually, right. I think, had something like that in the past. Might have went to the dispatchers. I'm not, re I don't remember. So it doesn't slip, you know, I mean, yeah. for some, anything we could do to like a, kind of like you get a notification on mm -hmm. stuff. If you got one, hey, your physical's coming due in a month, this month or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, just something to help on maybe. But Yeah. Maybe a, online. Can you do that? Oh, we, that's in, that Seven. is in big discussion right now. <laughs> wow. That would be good. They just take their iPad, you know. I talked to Patrick yesterday, matter of fact, and it wasn't looking good. Like, Our <laughs> IT guys are busy. It's with the, well, yeah, that's oh. with the Transflow people, I think. Oh. Is where they're running into uh, oh. issues. Okay. Good stuff, man. This is good uh, with Vivian, Amanda, and Ashley with <laughs> the safety department. Talk things going on in the safety department. I think it's good for our owner operators and listeners to see how this. I mean, it, you know, it, it, you are not mean. I mean, you're not no. mean. No, I mean, look at us. Listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. But we can be if we need to be. Sometimes you have to be, don't you? I bet our own players, I bet they're not mean to you. <laughs> what about, I know Roger mentioned that we're, we used to, we're auditing logs now that we didn't used to do. We always did. I We've thought he did it outside, though. No, somebody else did it. And then now. Somebody else gave us reports. You yeah. had the ability to put it all in a report. Um, but we've always Audited. checked. Yeah. Fuel stops, loading and unloading times. Verification. Hours of service. Yeah. yeah. Pre -pre Post-trip. Just everything. But that that's put a little more. Us. That's put a little more work on load on you guys. On y'all. By doing that, getting rid of the third party instead of looking mm -hmm. over the report. Now you're yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, I mean, how <laughs> does that process work? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how, how, do all three y'all do that, or does everybody do that? Everybody does it. Explain that a little bit. I'll just start and let y'all get into the details. Like we said, we just audit them. If if we find one thing wrong, if there's, we do have a couple of reports. You know, hours of service. If we have a driver that has a 14-hour violation or something, before we call him, we'll check his logs to make sure he's doing, he's attaching and detaching his shipments, loading, unloading, fuel times are correct, pre-trip, post-trip, what else? <laughs> Anything, mm -hmm. any the, the, that they're putting notes in. Anytime you're on duty, there should be a note as to what you're doing on duty, if they're using PC right, everything. We just try to cover everything. So when we make that one call, it's one and done, you know, and we're not ever, you know, all of us calling them at a different time, different little aspects of their logs. But 
But we do. We try to check everything to keep them legal. And try to cover it all in one phone. Uh, yeah, multiple. everything. Yeah. So it's, I mean, y'all are doing all 850? Yes. I mean, yes. separating them out and it just takes you how long to go through one person. You're looking at what? How long on back how you're looking at? Are. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it depends on how their log looks. Honestly, you know, if how many things we might see that is wrong and, um, are you looking at a week's log? Roughly, I look, me personally, I go back about two weeks. Yeah, because that's what I'm doing to, with the fuel report as I go back to the very first time they got that fuel all the way to present day. Okay. If they do have a violation on there, then we're going to look really hard. So what's going on? So then it takes you, what, five minutes, 10 minutes? I wish minutes? it was just five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it depends. Like I said, if, if they're doing each what they're supposed to, you can see that, and you can just go on down. There are some things we have to check a little bit closer, but, you know, the bottom line is you need to be logging if what you're are, doing it. What are some of the most common mistakes you see that y'all run into? Not verifying logs. Yeah. Make sure those are verified every day. Make it part of your pre-trip to verify your log. You know, drivers can get cited for having one day unverified. That's something that takes you 10 seconds to do, maybe not even that long. Do it as part of your pre-trip. You only have 14 days on this logging system to verify. If your truck's in the shop, log in once a week, keep them verified. Just to keep it caught up, they have to be verified. That's a DOT requirement. And they want in the 15 minutes for the pre-trip and around two minutes for post-trip asset inspection. Fuel stops. You log the whole time you're on the fuel island. You pull up, you drive, you stop. You go on duty. You may have to wait a few minutes to get to the pump, and then you may pull forward and run into the truck stop to get your receipt, and it takes you four or five minutes. That four or five minutes still has to be on duty. You don't go off duty or into the sleeper. You can't be in the sleeper berth and in the truck stop getting your receipt at the same time. So when it says sleeper berth, you're in physically the sleeper berth. You're not, you know. Eating but, but or, I don't have or, to be asleep. Yeah. You don't have to be asleep, but you got to be in that. Your body has to be in that sleeper berth if you log it that way. And I know minutes matter sometimes, but possibly if you're, if you're shaving minutes off to get it that close, maybe you're, you shouldn't be. In a rush. You, you know, maybe you're just, but I don't know anything about dispatching, but, but yeah, the whole time you're fueling needs to be on duty. If you go into the store after and eat or what shower, whatever, and you that's fine. That's off duty, but how does that, it, that's a big thing. How does it feel to uh, to look at some that are perfect? Nice. Fantastic. <laughs> Do we have a lot of that? We yeah, we have a lot that that everything looks good. I there's some drivers that I look at their log out, man. I wish more that they all could look like that. Like this, yeah. or, their, or their paperwork. It's all nice and neat, and we can read it and everything like that. But it's a great feeling knowing that they took the time to make their stuff correct, and it looks good. It looks right. But it makes it easier on us it too does. that they take pride in what they do. You can tell that by looking at yes. logs, wow. paperwork. Thank you. Absolutely. Is. Thank you for that. Well. You know, the majority of our own operators, I think, do it right. They, they take care of their business and do things right, and they want to. It's important. Mm -hmm. 
and that's why you can't let, you know, just a, a group of people that don't do it right. You know, you don't want one bad apple making a whole bunch bad because that's not the truth. You, you know, took the words right out of my mouth. It's a, uh, you know, the majority of the people here, we have some fantastic owner-operators. And, and I'm telling you, on the recruiting end of it, it is hard to find these people. These good yeah. owner-operators is a challenge. So we've been very blessed to have good owner-operators at this company and continue to do so. But I think, you know, it uh, like we said before we was going to do this episode, we didn't want to didn't feel like we were beating up on anybody to do things right. I think this it's an eye-opener for our own operators to see what goes in, you know, in the safety department, what happens, you know, and what people are responsible for and, and how good a job you got to do and how good a job they do. I mean, it's just... Most of them do, yeah. I mean, most of it is just taking care of your business. And even know? when we call them, most of them are receptive. They're, oh, I'm sorry, you know, I'll start doing that. You know, there's very rare we, I think, generally, that we get really hateful responses. Right. I, mean, yeah. I wouldn't think so. Yeah. Bad day, maybe. Yeah. So, But also, too, this safety department is small, and we have a lot of drivers between, you know, the eight of mm -hmm. us out there. You know, that's, a lot. That's, a lot. that's why I was saying I don't know how y'all do it, all of them, you know, but I guess it helps when they're all right. Yeah, and we one, don't sit down driver by driver. We we try to just start with a violation. I got you. And then drill down deeper. in. Okay. Yeah, so it's a lot of spot checking. We do have a few reports, but we you know we catch a lot of it, and some of it we don't. But we will eventually. Sure. You know, eventually it'll come out. And some of them can be crafty. They definitely. <laughs> and there's there are some that don't even realize that they're doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, wrong. Like or, what? Like maybe a, a violation, a 14-hour violation, they may not realize that if they are using that sleeper birth rule that they may have forgotten to go into the sleeper birth and they went off duty. And, you know, they didn't realize that, you know, that they caused themselves that violation, you know. That's more of an easier fix. It, yeah. It's, Some of them just say, okay, you caught me. I'll start doing it right. <laughs> or they might accidentally hit your move instead of PC or vice versa. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, if they keep driving five mile an hour around this parking lot out here, I'm about to have a fit. I mean, I don't, I'm like, you got to say, but I'm not in their shoes. I guess they got to creep around for right. five minutes or something. You can do that or something. Like that. So they don't start their clock. I get it. I'm just kidding, guys. I'll get out of your way. Anything else y'all would like to cover? I believe we've done a great job. Y'all have done a great job. I would actually back to you. I meant to bring this up while we were going over the sure. CDLs and stuff like that. If you get a duplicate CDL or a new CDL, get it sent to us because it's going to show up on your MVR whenever Vivian runs it. So if you get one, go ahead and send it. If it's a card, send it to your dispatcher. If it's a paper temporary, send it to us through TransFlow. And it wouldn't hurt to just give us a call at safety and say, hey, I'm texting this to my dispatcher because they... Uh, I get it. The dispatchers have a lot going on, too, and they forget to send it to us, and then we don't realize we don't have it, and we have to call them back. So that doesn't hurt to just give us a call and say, hey, I'm sending this to my dispatcher. Can you make sure you get it? Yeah, because we've got to have a current right. CDL yeah. on file. It Receipts. The process. Oh. Hazmat, Twig, you know, temporary CDL. Send all that to us. Yeah, because we, we do have Are there temporaries still? Does yeah. Texas still do a temporary CDL? Every, yeah, Texas. They do like three, I think. And they usually all end up 
on a card, but there are still a lot of states that do the paper temporaries. Those are okay to send to us through TransFlow, but if it's an actual card, your Twit card, your CDL, the plastic card, please don't send that to us through TransFlow. We're not going to be able to read it. Text it to your dispatcher, mm. front and back, clear copy, anytime you get a new one, we, to so that we have the most current copy of it. And don't yeah, forget I mean, to send in your DOT inspections, any citations, even if it's in your personal yes. vehicle, we need a copy of it. Oh, um, really? So just send it, I guess, transflow it Trans- in. <laughs> and not your personal vehicle, but if it's in your CMV, it needs to be logged on duty. Is, I know this is chasing another rabbit, but you say send it in, which is real easy, but do they need to send it in under certain? Safety miscellaneous would be. Pay number, anything you scan is, got to have a pay number. Your last completed Completed. pay number. If it's one you're currently on, it could error out. We could never get it. But yes, don't use all zeros. Don't use your drug number. Don't use one through five, six. But if they can't even, don't have that with them, they can call and ask us and we can give it to them. We can give it to them, yes. Okay. Is that one of the, is that one of the biggest things y'all get probably is, hey, I sent it, but y'all didn't get it? Mm -hmm. Right. And you think that's because of the pay number? Yeah. The majority of the time, that's it. And they'll but tell it, us that, you know, we'll ask them what pay number they use. Well, I didn't use one. Well, let me give you your last completed pay number and resend it so we Good little tidbit there. It's also not instant. It takes about 10 to 15 minutes to get to us yeah. as well. <laughs> so if you're on the phone with me and say, I just resent it, I'm not going to have it right then. It's going to take a few minutes to get to us. So, Good little tidbit of info right there. And make sure not to darken any of those documents because then we're going to have to have you resend them because we can't read them. Oh, they Don't. darken them on their mm-hmm. phone to see them, thinking they're doing better probably. There's only certain documents that need to be darkened, and that's going to be the ones that are tinted colored, like the yellow ones and the pink ones. Like the carbon copies? If yes. darken them, then we can see the printed on there better. But if you darken a regular piece of paper, by the time we get it, so black, we can't read a thing. And then I've actually called a couple on their mail. So say that again. So, yeah. so they need the to make sure that they don't darken their paperwork. The only time you need to darken anything is if it's like a carbon copy and it's on a colored sheet. That's the only time that you're going to need to darken that document. Okay. Because I got some that I can't read and I'm waiting for them to send their maintenance reports back into where they're not so dark because I can't even make out a truck number. Mm. Good stuff. Okay. I think we covered a lot in that episode. I mean, I feel like we covered everything on our list, don't Joe? Do I need anything on incidents? Are we good? I don't care. I don't care either. <laughs> incidents? Well, might as well cover it. Yeah. Yeah. Those are really fun. Well, let's I'm the have, lady that gets to take your money. I think that let's have some more fun. I think that's the trailer good inspection, good she... Good because yeah. people don't fill those out like they used to. No, yeah. they shouldn't, and I'm going to tell you time and time again, if you don't send those in and it comes up, that trailer was damaged. I mean, those payments can even be split. I can still charge one driver and charge another one. No, it's, that I mean, which we touched on, critical on, yeah. that's what you mean with incidents, uh, trailer damage. Yeah, because I'll go and look and see the last time when we've had a trailer inspection sheet turned in. On those, a majority of them, there are not, none of them are updated. Yeah, we need more of that. I don't think people fill that out like they used to. So in the shop, I know they get in there and fix something or something's wrong, and they send the bill to the dispatcher or you, and you find I, out. They, they'll send the pictures to shop picks, 
I make sure there's an incident that's created. If there's already one created, then I attach those shot pictures to it. Make sure it has the right driver on there, dispatcher, and the trailer number. And then I wait for the work order from the shop. If the dispatcher doesn't let me know who to bill, probably within the first week, I'll go talk to the dispatcher. Because they need to get out, and they need to get out quick. Yeah. But we do not email invoices to the drivers or see how much it's actually going to cost them. So if they ever have any questions, they need to contact dispatcher. They can call me, and I can either email one to them. Things should need it, need a paper copy. Good. Y'all please do that. Listen to that, what a man is telling you. I mean, good Lord, she's got to go over to her boyfriend and do her laundry. <laughs> <in the weekend. laughs> she, don't, she don't need to have to worry about these trailer Well, expenses. I do more than just do laundry every <laughs> weekend. I got better hobbies than that, too. I'm just kidding. Thank you all for joining me on this episode. I really appreciate the info. I think it's a little bit of change in the pace of what we normally do in here. So I think it's good information. And once again, it's always targeted to our owner operators and to make it better make them better more successful us better as a company so all good thank y'all for doing that thank you for having appreciate thank everybody you. listening to the oakley podcast you guys are awesome every week and i really enjoy be sure to subscribe comment let us know what you want to hear on this uh, me and miles can put it together can't we miles it's always it's always good to know that we've got a bunch of listeners and you guys are responding every week and we really do appreciate it share it with other people that helps a whole lot and let us know what you think we appreciate you listening to oakley podcast we'll talk to you next week thanks thanks for listening to this episode of the oakley podcast trucking business and family if you enjoyed this episode be sure to rate or review the show in the podcast platform of your choice and share it with a friend we love hearing from our audience so if you've got a question comment or just want to say hello head over to our website theoakleypodcast.com and click the leave a comment button We'll get you a response soon and may even share some of the best ones here on the show. We'll be back with a fresh episode very soon. Thanks for listening.